0: Y'all and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersasimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. Can you believe that the ATP season is pretty much over? A lot of seasons are over for a lot of players. However, the Davis Cup is still yet to be played, and we will get to that in another episode. Right now, we want to talk about the ATP finals. I didn't talk about it last week, but boy, is there a lot to talk about of the year-end tournament that happened over the last week or so. The biggest names in the sport are playing in this tournament. You have Kasper Rude, Felix Ogier-Aliassime, Rafael Nadal, Taylor Fritz, Andre Rublev, Stefano Tsitsipas, Novak Djokovic, and Daniil Medvedev. These are the best players on tour as of this moment, and that's why they are playing in the year-end tournament. Uh, Unfortunately, spoiler alert, we didn't get to see Holger Rune because no one got hurt or no one stepped out of the tournament. I guess that's not really, unfortunately, and that's probably good. I mean, none of these guys got hurt. Moving into what's going to be the summer swing, that is in Australia here in about a month and a half or so, but nevertheless, a fantastic tournament. Let's get right into it, because there were fireworks right off the bat in this tournament. Now, it's a different format. It goes round robin, and then you make the semis, and then you go to the finals, right? So you kind of play everybody, and then you go from there. Let's start... In the green group. In the green group is Kasparud, Taylor Fritz, FAA, and Rafael Nadal. Now, the green group kind of had some fireworks right off the bat because Taylor Fritz beats Rafael Nadal in straight sets. Now, this was a weird match because it was close in the first set with a tiebreaker, and then Fritz beats him 6-1 in the second, it seemed like Nadal not necessarily gave up but wasn't really putting his best effort forth. Now, Kasparud beats FAA uh, in straight sets, so Fritz and Kasparud... Off to a fast start. And then Rude goes on to beat Fritz. So Rude's automatically in the semis because he's already won two straight matches. He's won two matches. You know, if you go two and one, then you're already in because you have one of the better records, correct? So that happens. But then FAA goes on to beat Nadal. 6-3, 6-4. Nadal loses two straight matches to start this tournament. Now, with those two losses, Nadal has lost four consecutive matches for only the second time in his career. Now, I'm just going to get to the end of it for Nadal because with two losses, you can't make it into the semifinals. So Nadal was done after the second day of play because he lost two matches. Now, in that press conference, it's, it's apparent that things are going not great for Nadal. Nadal says, in a press conference after that match, he says, I don't know if I'm going to reach that level again. Talking about his best level of tennis when he plays his absolute best. But he goes... But I don't have any doubt that I'm going to die for it. That killer instinct still in Rafael Nadal and confirming to tennis fans, hey, I haven't played great as of late, but it doesn't matter because I am still going to give my best effort in Australia. I'm still going to give my best effort all of next year because I still have that killer instinct, even though I haven't played great tennis as of late. Great to hear for tennis fans, but it's been weird watching Rafael Nadal not play great, to be honest, and he ends up leaving on a high note, end, ending his year on a high note. Nadal beats Kaspar Rude 7-5, 7-5, so it's good for Nadal moving forward, but I don't think Nadal needs a lot of confidence moving forward. I think he just needs a little bit of rest. It's been a long year for him and an incredible year for Nadal. This year for Rafael Nadal has been Awesome. Now, he may not have won a lot of matches towards the end and not played great, but he went from 20 Grand Slams to 22 Grand Slams. He has four titles in total of this year. He has an historic season. Ozzy Open, he wins Acapulco. He has 20 wins in a row to start the year. Roland Garros champion, and then he's back up to world number two again after this year. So Rafael Nadal's 2022 season should not be judged by the last month of the season. It should really be judged by the first 10 months of this season because Rafael Nadal has had an incredible year. To be doing that still at age 36 – and to be playing this dominant tennis, especially when the season starts, he's got the foot injury. He don't know. He doesn't know if he's going to make it. Wins the Australian Open, and then he goes on has the has the you know the abdominal injury. Injury has to back out of a tournament, but still, Rafael Nadal an incredible, incredible year. Even even with Rude losing that match to Nadal, though Rude is in to the semifinals, and that is what happens in that green group. Taylor Fritz beats Felix ogier Aliasim, and Fritz makes his way into the semifinals of the ATP finals, and those are the two that come out of the green group. Let's jump to the red group. In the red group is Novak Djokovic, Andre Rublev, Stefano Sitsipas, and Daniil Medvedev. This is a powerful group in my eyes. You look at Rublev and Medvedev, what they bring to the group from the Russian side of things, but then Djokovic, you know, arguably the best player on the planet, and Stefano Tsitsipas always playing good tennis. So this is what happens in the red group over there in Torino, or Turin, Italy, as you can call it. Daniil Medvedev loses to Andre Rublev right off the bat. Medvedev not playing great tennis in this tournament, to be honest, but Rublev plays great tennis, so not a shocking win. Djokovic beats Tsitsipas, and then Djokovic beats Rublev, and or Tsitsipas beats Medvedev. And then on the final day, Novak beats Medvedev and Rublev beats Sitsipas. And that is the big match Rublev over Sitsipas because that decided who else went into the semis. Novak Djokovic doesn't drop a match getting into the semifinals here of the ATP Finals. Not really shocking because everyone knows what Djokovic can do. More shocking that Daniil Medvedev did not win a match, even though he lost a few in third set tiebreakers. So the semifinals are set, and it is Novak Djokovic, Andrei Rublev, Ruud, and Taylor Fritz. Who doesn't make it into the semifinals is Felix Ogieliasim, and he has ended the year... On a great note, he ends with four titles on the year, a career-high number 6 world ranking, a Grand Slam quarterfinals, and he qualified for the Nito ATP Finals. So I'm looking forward to see what he can do moving forward because he seemed to be playing his best tennis here towards the end, and I think the best is yet to come for the Canadian, especially with Tony Nadal on his side, and he's seemingly tr- starting to get all, you know all the momentum going in his favor. But not in the semifinals. Like I said, in the semifinals, Rude is playing Rublev. Djokovic is playing Fritz. I was very very curious to see if Fritz could hold off Djokovic or if Fritz could really make a run here. I was entertained by it. I thought it'd be really cool if you would. uh, But I wasn't really holding my breath for it because of the level of tennis that Djokovic is playing right now. It's not really shocking at all. Djokovic ends up beating Fritz in straight sets and then Rude ends up beating Rublev in straight sets. So in the final, it's Kaspar Rude, and it's Novak Djokovic. And Djokovic beats Rude 7-5-6-3 for a massive win. I'm going to get to that in a second, but can we get to the year that Kaspar Rude is had? He's been in a few finals. He's played great tennis. He's world number three ranking and he's had an incredible year. After the tournament, some reporters asked Rude about the year. And this is what Rude had to say. He goes, "If you gave me an offer to end the year at world number three, play the finals that I've played, and the first of January at the first of January this year, saying if you would have gave me that contract earlier this year, I would have probably signed that contract right away, no doubt about it." Casper Rude is going to be kind of forgotten in this year because of everything that's happened in this year, but there's no doubt that he's had one of the best years for a player. Um that's not one a grand slam, but the way he's moved up, the finals he's been in, you know, everyone looks at Alcaraz and looks at all the drama with the uh, the Russians and Djokovic and how great Rafael Nadal's way this year. Everything everybody looks at all that stuff. But I'm I'm here to not forget what Casper Ruud has done th- this year. I think he's played his best tennis he's ever played and I think he is the closest person that hasn't won a Grand Slam, he is the closest person to winning it. Forget Zverev, forget Sitsipas, forget, you know, Andre Rublev, Bertini, all those guys. Kasper Rude, in my eyes, will be the next non-Grand Slam winner to win a Grand Slam. He is so close. He's playing great tennis, and he's quiet about it. And I think that's why he doesn't get talked about enough. But I'm here to tell you, I believe he will be the next big one. And let's move on to the winner of the NITO ATP Finals. Are we surprised? No, not really. It is Novak Djokovic. Novak Djokovic gets his sixth NITO ATP Finals trophy, and that is tied at the top with Roger Federer for having six. He won in 2008, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, and 2022. Djokovic just reminding everybody of how good he actually is at the sport of tennis and saying, hey... I'm not going anywhere. And during this tournament, he it gets announced that he can play in Australia. He will be playing in the Australian Open because he gets a visa to go play in Australia. And with that news, Nadal says, uh, Tennis is better when all the best players are on the court. Even if it was a big mess last year, not good for our sport. It's the pass. Novak able to play again is the best news possible. Happy for him, the tournament, and the fans. Great words from Nadal. You wouldn't expect anything less. But I feel like that's only a motivation, that's only a push for him to be, you know, play great here at the ATB Finals, and he does just that. I mean, Djokovic, in this tournament, just, like I said, reminding people of how great he is. He has a marathon match against Daniil Medvedev and the last one of the round robin. Three sets, two of them go to tiebreakers, three hours, 11 minutes, these two are going at it. He ends up winning that and plays the next day and beats Taylor Fritz in two sets and then plays the next day and goes on to beat Casper Rude in two sets. So the way Novak Djokovic is playing right now, it's scary for 2023, I think, uh, especially the way he ended the year and the way Nadal ended the year. Now, Nadal had much better taxing of a year than Djokovic did, but still, what a year for Novak Djokovic. Winning a Grand Slam, even though he didn't playing a lot of them, and then also winning the ATP Finals. He hasn't done that since 2015, and now he's tied for the record there with Federer. Well, let's move on a little bit. Let's get to the Davis Cup. The Davis Cup is happening over the next week. That is pretty much the last thing that's on the calendar for the year, and after that, it is over. Now, there are some news for the Davis Cup. It looks like Matteo Berrettini will not be playing in the Davis Cup. That is a big blow for Italy considering he was one of their top guys. Um, the whole post is actually not in English, so I have no idea what happened, but he's not playing, but he's not playing in it. Sorry for being an American and not knowing Italian, but he will not be playing in the Davis cup. It's Italy was one of my front runners too, because at one point they had center, they had, uh, Lorenzo Musetti, Fabio Fanini, and Bertini, but that does not seem to be the case anymore for team Italy. We're in the knockout stage of the Davis Cup, and here are the matchups. It goes Italy versus USA, Germany versus Canada, Australia versus the Netherlands, and Croatia versus Spain. Here are some notable names that are on all the teams, and you can make the judgment of who you think is going to win the Davis Cup. Australia: Alex de Minaur, Jordan Thompson, uh, Ten- Tennessee, Kokkinakis, and you know Max Purcell's on the team. But those are the big names, captain by Leighton Hewitt. On the Canadian team, it's Chapo, it's FAA, it's Pospisil. That's a solid team. Germany, Stroof and Oscar Ott are really the only two guys on that team that I really know of and that are you know really solid players, so that's going to be an interesting team to watch. Marin Cilic is the head of the Croatian team. Italy, Bertini is not in it anymore, so it's Fognini, Sinego, and Musetti are really the guys on that team. Netherlands, is Van de Zandsculpt Sculpt, is leading that team moving forward, and uh, Tim Van Rijthoven is also on that team. That's a good team. Spain, Pablo Carina Busta, uh, Batista Gut, Ramos Vinales. I mean, Spain always has a really good team. And then USA, this is an exciting team for me. Uh, the captain is Marty Fish. Taylor Fritz is in that. Francis Tiafo, Tommy Paul, Jack Sock. That's an exciting team, and I'm most excited about that one. I'm going to pick them to win it because I think they kind of have the best chance. Although they have a short team, I think they have the best chance to win it. I think they can get by Italy now that Matteo Berrettini isn't on that team, and I'm going to pick the Americans to win the Davis Cup. I think Americans will play Canada in round two. I think they can beat them. If the Americans don't win it, I think the Canadians will win it. That's That's my pick. Because they'll play in the second round. Winner of that, I think, is the champion. Because on the bottom side, it's Croatia, Spain, Australia, and Netherlands. I don't think any of those teams really match up to what Canada and the U.S. have to offer. That's going to do it for this episode. There's a little bit more I want to talk about. I'm going to get to that in a few weeks. I think the off season's a long off season. So, uh, well, it's only a month and then some change. But you get the point. There's not a whole lot to talk about. So I'm going to save some of those topics for then because I got some good stuff I want to talk about. But right now, it's more about getting caught up on what's going on. With the Davis Cup, the ATB Finals, the last Masters 1000 that happened. Everyone's year is really ending right now. So now's the time to get to some of that newsy stuff and some of the results driven. We'll get to some of the other stuff later. Stay tuned. I appreciate you all listening. We'll see you later. Peace. Peace.